Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, did you ever notice how today's reading from Exodus sounds a little like the Christmas account from Luke chapter 2? All along with me, if you will. There was in the same country as Horeb a shepherd abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock of his father-in-law Jethro by night. The name of this shepherd was Moses. And behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. When the shepherd Moses saw it, he wondered at the sight. And as he drew near to look, the voice of the Lord came to him, saying, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and of Jacob. And the shepherd Moses trembled and hid his face. For the glory of the Lord made him greatly afraid. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Fear not, for I have surely seen the ill treatment of my people that are in Egypt and have heard their groaning, and I have come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt, and, and this will be the sign unto you. This bush that burns with fire, and yet is not consumed. If this account and the account of Christmas seem a little bit similar to you, they should, because it is the same Lord Jesus who is present in both. Remember that the angel of the Lord is no ordinary angel, in fact, According to the usual definition of the word, this was not really an angel at all. Ordinarily, when we use the word angel, we're thinking of those created beings spoken of in the scriptures who are heavenly beings, who serve God and do his will. But since the word angel also means messenger or one who speaks words of God, it can also refer to men, as in the book of Revelation, where the term angel is used to refer to the pastors of those seven churches that are mentioned there. And here, the term angel is used to refer to the Son of God himself the one who is the ultimate messenger and spokesman for the Father. Moses consistently refers to this angel as God. This is the angel of the Lord, the second person of the Holy Trinity, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is Jesus Christ. Before he was conceived, and born into the world, sent by the Father to reveal his word. St. John expresses a similar thought in the opening verses of the gospel, of his gospel, which refers to Christ as the word that became flesh, that became flesh and dwelt among us. As the uncreated divine angel of the Lord, Jesus is both the messenger and the message. 
He is God the Father's final word to us, a word of love and a word of life. So what we have here in this account, then, is the pre-incarnate Jesus speaking to Moses. Notice how the Son of God here descends to earth as he did at Christmas. And he does so in a very concrete, physical way. He appears as a flame of fire within the branches of a bush. Didn't our Lord call himself uh, the light of the world? He did, didn't he? When laid in the wood of a manger, the Lord came down to our level, just as he did in the bush when the eternal and the temporary were joined together. He appeared in complete and an eternally significant way at Bethlehem in order that he might come in contact with us human beings. He took on an earthly form that Moses and later we could grasp and receive. In the incarnation, the Creator entered the creation in such a way that sinful people could approach Him without fear, without being destroyed. Think about it. Are you afraid of a little baby? Me neither. And by the way, I have a little granddaughter now. I get to see her this weekend. Not afraid of babies at all. That's how God comes to us in Christ, as a little baby, so that we can relate to him, we can connect with him, we can be with him. The burning bush, then, in the Old Testament that was just read, is a prophetic event. It foretells the time when Christ would descend to this world and permanently take on our human nature in the womb of the Virgin Mary. This event in in Exodus also foreshadows the reason for our Lord's birth at Christmas. The Lord Jesus announces to Moses from the bush that he has come to save his people to rescue them from their enemies, the Egyptians. In the same way, Christ came down at Christmas to rescue all of humankind, to rescue us. Joseph and Mary were told, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Our Lord descended to deliver us from our enemies, who had enslaved us. He came to release us from the power of the taskmaster known as the devil and to free us from the oppressive bondage of sin and death. By his incarnation, Christ became the new Moses who leads us out of the kingdom of darkness through the baptismal waters of the Red Sea and into the light of the promised land of a new creation. The one who appeared in a flame of fire said, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 
When Moses looked at the bush, he saw that it was burning with fire, but that the bush was not consumed or it wasn't burnt up. It didn't, it didn't turn to ashes. This tells us two things. First, it teaches us that the union between God and human beings that took place in the conception and birth of Christ is eternal and everlasting. Jesus is forever both fully divine and fully human, human like you and me, but without sin. Just as the bush never burned up, so the union between God and us human beings, it will never end. He is true man, even now, as he sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will always be true man, our human brother. Second, the fact that the bush was not consumed teaches us that Christ came into the flesh not to bring judgment, but to bring salvation and redemption to every one of us. This was not a fire that destroyed. It was a fire that revealed and proclaimed the words of deliverance and life. Jesus said, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. It is written, though, that in the scriptures that no sinner can see the holy God and live. But in the burning bush, and especially in the holy child of Mary, sinful man can and does see God, veiled in earthly human clothing. And trusting in this God and in the flesh, human beings are made holy, special, unique. And we human beings live forever because of it. By taking on our human nature, Jesus does not consume and annihilate us. Rather, he permeated and filled our lives so that we might share in his life. He became like us so that we can become just like him. The Lord Jesus revealed his name to Moses from the bush. He said, say to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Our Savior is the great I am, the one who was, the one who is, and the one who always will be, the one who is to come. Jesus is the revelation of the divine name, for he teaches us, I am the good shepherd. I am the light of the world. I am the vine, he says, and you... Listen carefully. You are the branches. Think of that bush. He who revealed himself to Moses in the branches of a bush has now taken on your flesh and blood in order that you might become his branches and draw your life to him, from him, as you are connected to him. Apart from Jesus, the branches wither and die, and are burned in judgment. But abiding or living in Jesus, the branches thrive and share in the fire of his divine life. That's what we share in. We share in the fire or the passion or the, the love of God's life. 
Jesus Christ is indeed a holy vine that took root in Bethlehem and has now spread throughout the earth, right? Truly then, the burning bush is a great sign of the Lord's coming to us at Christmas. A living prophecy of his incarnation, of his becoming flesh. So as you prepare to celebrate the nativity of the Lord, as you prepare it for Christmas, God grant that he use the flame of fire may light your hearts with penitent faith and the genuine love of God. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.